0: Hello, precious brothers and sisters. Hey, have you ever said something to somebody and what you said was not necessarily what they heard or what you even meant? My name is Jody Coward, and I would like to welcome you to the Blood of the Lamb Ministries new podcast, Twisted Perspectives. Twisted Perspectives is about expressions that you've often heard, but we've put a new and slightly twisted biblical perspective on them. And occasionally we'll even discuss some other biblical topics my baby on september the 12th of 1981 donna and i became parents to a beautiful six pound 15 ounce little baby girl that day our lives were changed forever all of a sudden the focus and our priorities had changed dramatically from that day every choice and decision that we made was for our little girl's benefit and for her protection we wanted as most parents do i suppose The best for their child. Donna has always babied her. And I think the cool thing is, is that they've always been the best of friends. They have a relationship that to this day absolutely amazes me. Well, Daddy, he was a little bit tough on her for reasons that I don't have time to tell you about. But trust me, it was for her benefit that I was tough on her. Okay, I'll tell you about one of the things I did. Whenever she would come to me and say she couldn't do something, I would make her do 10 to 15 push ups. And trust me, she did hundreds of them. But you know what? She learned that she could do anything that she put her mind to. Today, my little girl is 40 years old. And trust me when I tell you that you cannot trick her into saying that she can't do something. Today, she would probably tell you that together, Donna and I helped her be molded into an incredible person that she has become today. Today that little girl is all grown up, and she is a doctor and a certified low vision therapy specialist in Norman, Oklahoma. But you know what? Daddy's no longer tough on her. Truth be known, she's kind of tough on me, and for about two years she was my personal therapist and torture specialist because I had a stroke about two and a half years ago. I almost had to do push-ups once, but thank God I didn't. And yes, even still to this day, Donna does baby her. And coming home one weekend from one of these torture sessions I had to endure, but it was for my benefit, trust me. I asked Donna, I said, why do you baby her so much? And without blinking, without any hesitation whatsoever, Donna looked at me and she said, well, she will always be my baby. And you know, that got me thinking. Yeah, no comments on that, please. Maybe that's exactly what Jesus meant when he said to us, unless you become like a little child, you will by no means enter into my kingdom. And maybe, just maybe, he's telling us in some way that we will always be his baby. My baby. On today's episode of Twisted Perspectives, we talked about uh, my baby and how I think Jesus always considers us his baby children. So I want to kind of look at that today and see what exactly does the scripture say about that. So in the book of Mark chapter 10 verses 13 through 15, and again I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so that he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Now if you remember, in our last episode, I talked about the difference of the phrases kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of God being how God operates within this kingdom. Kingdom of heaven being as a place or a territory of heaven. And specifically speaking in these scriptures here, Jesus said the phrase kingdom of God. So please keep that in mind as we go through these scriptures. In verse 13, we read that the parents of the children were bringing the children to Jesus and the disciples were the ones that were stopping them. So have you ever noticed that when you become like a little child and you're making your progress and steps to get closer to Jesus, that there's always someone that's trying to keep you from doing it? And the sad thing is that sometimes it might even be friends or family that are even Christians. It's a sad thing, but let's, let's continue looking. In verse 14, notice what happens when, When Jesus sees this, one translation, it said, the one that we read said that Jesus got angry of it. One translation says he became indignant and another translation says he's become greatly displeased. So I'd say it was safe to say that when a child is trying to get to Jesus and somebody's preventing them from doing it, Jesus doesn't look too favorably upon it. Also, Jesus said the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these little children. So remember, the kingdom of God is how God operates within this kingdom, okay? So here's a question I have for you. What's a child like? If you're a grown-up, which you probably are listening to this podcast, do you remember what it's like to be a child? Well, I've got a example that I would like to give to you. Several years ago, I had a nephew that was about four or five years old, and he was staying at his grandmother's house, and I went over there to visit, and I'm standing with my back to my nephew talking with his grandmother, and I didn't know at the time because my back was to him, but he had got up on the coffee table, and all of a sudden, I heard these words, Uncle Jojo." And I turned around, and I kid you not, this little child was in midair flying to Uncle Jojo. So what's the point of this? My nephew knew that Jody would catch him. He had no reservations, no fear, no quorums about jumping into my arms because he knew that I would catch him. So I think that that's kind of what Jesus is saying here. Unless you trust me like a child, you will never understand how God operates within his kingdom. Now, let's continue looking. In verse 15, Jesus said, Unless you become like a child, you will never enter into the kingdom of God. Why is this? Why is Jesus comparing the trust and faith of a child in a grown-up to Children trusting God and understanding how God's kingdom operates. Again, remember, there's two different phrases, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus plainly said that you would by no means enter into the kingdom of God. Why is this? Well, I believe it's because that the kingdom of God does not operate like any other kingdom or system out there, any government or Any world system, it operates completely the opposite as most worldly systems out there. For example, Jesus said the way to greatness is to humble yourself. Jesus said to forgive your enemies and bless those who persecute you. The world out there says they slap you in the face, slap them in the face. In today's world, actually, that's way worse. If you just look at somebody's wrong nowadays, they're liable to pull a gun on you. But the kingdom of God does not operate like that. The kingdom of God says, and how God does things in his kingdom, is he forgives. Anyway, we'll we'll talk more about forgiveness here in just a little bit. So let's press on here. What else did Jesus say about children? In my study of, of coming up with the lesson for my baby, I found this scripture, Matthew 18, verses 2, 3, and 4 out of the Passion Translation. Jesus called the little ones to his side and said to them, he said this to the children, okay, and everybody else that was listening. Learn this well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable like a little child, you will never be able to enter into the kingdom of God. But whoever continually humbles himself to become like this little child, this one will be greatest in the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Amen. So I think it's safe to say that Jesus is telling us that we really need to become like a child to understand his right way of doing things. So let's continue on. Okay, now I want to take you to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. We're going to be looking at verse 1. And I'm going to read two translations here. The first one will be out of the Passion Translation. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, the Passion Translation, it says, Be imitators of God in everything that you do, for then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters. Now, in the New Living Translation, Ephesians 5, verse 1, it says this, Imitate God, therefore, in everything that you do, because you are his dear children. Have you ever noticed that children do imitate their parents? Some might imitate their mother, some might imitate their father, some might imitate both of them. Donna and I have a daughter, and it has been said her entire life she has been told that she was the spitting image of her father. Now I'll give you an example of this. Several years ago, we were at the Gospel Rescue Mission in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Couldn't tell you what we fed them. It was spaghetti or chili or something good because I'm a really good cook. But anyway, I have a friend that used to live right down the road from there, from the Gospel Rescue Mission. You could see each other's front door. That's how close he lived. He saw that my car was parked out front, so he came down there. And I'm in the kitchen cooking. My daughter is standing in the doorway, and my friend Wendell, he comes around the corner, and this is what I heard from in the kitchen. I swear you're the spitting image of Jody Coward she was standing exactly like i stand because she has become an imitator of her father this is what god is telling us that we are to become imitators of him so check this out oh one other thing me and my daughter are so close and and she imitates me so much that We can literally have a conversation together. Nobody else understands what we're saying, but she and I can have a total conversation using nothing but song lyrics. It's pretty cool to watch it. Anyway, I don't know why I got off on that. But I want to look at a few ways to imitate God, okay? I mean, after all, Jesus and Paul both told us to become imitators of God. So if we're going to imitate him, we need to know how God operates within his kingdom. <laughs> See how all this is coming together? Hey, I want to tell you this before I go any further with any further podcast. I am probably one of the most kingdom-minded Christians you will ever want to meet. That scripture I read, Matthew six thirty-three, seek first the kingdom of God. I had never heard that before I come a Christian. All I ever heard was you need to go to church, you need to get saved. I never heard anybody tell me that I need to seek his kingdom first or anything about a kingdom. And the reason it got my attention was because I was literally born in a kingdom. I was born in the kingdom of Spain under King Franco. I want to give you ways that we can become imitators of God. We can show kindness to everyone. The scriptures say that God's sun shines on the righteous and the unjust. He is kind to everyone. The scriptures tell us that we are to love our neighbors like ourselves. This is an agape love that, that God kind of love. I know it's hard to do, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can learn to love others like God loves us. We need to learn and get better at forgiving others and not be so quick to take offense from people. We need to learn how to be more merciful and compassionate. The scripture says Oftentimes that when Jesus did a miracle, it will say this, that Jesus moved with compassion. Compassion says, I see a need and I want to help, and I'm here to help that need. We need to learn not to be so condemning of our brothers and sisters and even unsaved people. I learned a lesson. The lesson was this. If there was never a fall back in the Garden of Eden and evil and sin had not entered into the world, Would people act like they act today in condemning others and not forgiving? I don't believe they would because that evil influence would not be in the earth today. You know, Jesus hung on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. A lot of people that get offended, oftentimes the people that they they are angry and unforgiving towards didn't even know that they offended them or hurt them. And that really hurts you by not forgiving them. But Jesus himself told us when we stand praying, if we have anything against anybody to forgive them. So we need to get better at that and get better at not condemning people. And, you know, to me, after being in the church for over 20 years, being a Christian for over 20 years, it's sad to say that that condemning is very rampant in the church today. And I know it breaks God's heart. Jesus said it this way. How can good water and bad water flow from the same spring? We need to get better at loving people like God loves them and become imitators of God. And here's my final one. We need to learn how God talks. We need to learn what God says about us. We need to learn what God says about his children. We need to learn about what God says about others. We need to learn how God talks. You know, the scripture says that David was a man after God's own heart. I've studied the Psalms for many years, and this is a a phrase that is repeated in the Psalms about David. God, teach me your precepts, or some form or fashion of that sentence. Do you understand what a precept is? A precept is a forethought So David was saying, I want to know how you think. Everything you say, everything you do starts with a thought. So if we're going to learn how God talks, don't you think we need to learn how he thinks? That's what David said in the Psalms. I want to know how you think. That's the lesson for today. And if you don't mind, I would love to pray for you. Father God, I lift these precious children up to you. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of them, Father. I ask you, Father, to give them courage to become as a little child to you. That they have an unfailing trust in you. That they just know that they know that they know. That you will show up. That you will provide their every need that you will save lost loved ones, that you would bring that wayward child back home, that you would break the bondage of addiction of a lost child, that you would restore families, Father, that you would heal marriages and heal the relations between children and parents, between husbands and wives, grandparents and children. Father, you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. There is none like you, Father. So help us, Father, to develop this childlike faith and trust in you. That we come to know and believe, Father, that our lives and our times are in your hands. That we come to know, Father, as the scripture declares, you gave us Jesus. And how shall you not with Jesus graciously and freely give us all the things that pertain to our life? Father, you give us your greatest and most precious gift in your son. So how could we dare to think, Father, that you would not take care of the rest of it? So, Father, I give you praise. I give you glory, Father, for you alone are worthy to be praised. I know, Father, that you are the God of Israel. You are the God who spoke into the darkness and created the light. You are the God who scooped up a handful of dirt and fashioned a man and breathed your breath into them. Sent a spirit to live in them and gave them a body to walk around on this earth. Father, you are the creator of heaven and earth and all that is within them. So how shall you not give a gift to your children to become more childlike with their faith and trust in you? Father, I give you praise and give you glory for it. And I thank you, Father, that you are a God who hears and answers our prayers. It is in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, we love you. Be sure to send me your emails with your prayer requests, comments, or concerns. We love you, and we'll see you next time. I'd like to thank you for taking your time to listen to our podcast today. If you would like to contact us with your questions, your comments, or even your prayer request, you can do so at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D 59 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, remember, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies.